0: It is time to go back to the Truid Insurance and Bonding Hotline. Yes, Anup. it is. Anup, Anup, are you with us?
1: I'm here.
0: Hey, man, how are you? This is Anup Mishra, uh, who is one one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet, <laughs> and uh, have known him forever, and it uh, turns out he's pretty smart, too. He yeah. runs the Federal Reserve Bank branch here in town, so we're going to talk, uh, really, I'm not smart enough to know what all goes on there, and I want him to explain it, and then we'll jump in with some other stuff, yeah, but th- first th- off, how are you this morning? <laughs>
1: Tony, I'm I'm doing great. It's good to talk to you. It's been a, a long time, and I really appreciate you guys having me on.
2: Yeah, I got to tell you that I feel like we're going to enter into this interview like a Chris Farley interview, where we're going <laughs> to ask you things like, "Is that tough to do? Is that complex?" <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Ben, give us kind of an overview, I guess, really, of the Fed system uh, in a in a like a yeah. thirty second, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, nugget, and then we'll go from there. Sure,
1: the Federal Reserve system in thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think what most people think about with the Fed, which is correct, is we help to manage interest rates. So, And interest rates are important in the economy. So when the cost of a mortgage goes up, uh, you're less likely to get a mortgage. When they go down, you're more likely to. So interest rates help to spur economic activity, uh, uh, doing more or doing less. And so the Fed manages uh, rates. So here at the Atlanta Fed, we're one of 12 Federal Reserve Banks. So what happens every few weeks is that the presidents of the 12 reserve banks go up to D.C. with some of the Federal Reserve governors, and they make decisions on where the economy is going and what they think they should do with interest rates to be able to either reduce economic activity or spur more activity.
2: That's interesting because, you know, a lot of us think, uh, it, and, and, you know, if you follow the uh, the economy uh, at all, and, and I would have to say I am... Uh, modest in my understanding of it. But, you know, you'll you'll hear that the chairman is going to release the report or or, or the indication on what's going to happen with the federal rate. And to a civilian like me, I mean, it's real easy for me to conclude, you know, almost as if it's it's his sole decision. And yet, you know, it's an interesting process that you just described, that it's these presidents from the 12 different banks getting together with the governors. And it's a very, very um, complex process. There's a lot of intentional uh, thought put into this before that 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 rise in the insurance rate or that reduction in the insurance rate is declared out there and and therefore then affects, uh, you know, the stock market, as it will, or affects the economy. That that really is a, an interesting, complex process.
1: It it really is. And, and I'll say that 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it was probably much more like what you described. It was very mysterious. Nobody really knew what the Fed did. It was kind of like electing a new pope. You just kind of waited for the smoke to come out, and, you know, <laughs> you know figure out. This is what's going to happen. And it was really since the financial crisis that the Fed said, you know, we have to be a lot more transparent and communicate what we're thinking, how we're thinking. It's important for the markets. Um, And one of the things that we do here at the Federal Reserve Banks is it's not just the data that we look at. We look at a lot of data. We have incredibly smart economists that really try to dive in and figure out what's going on. But the other thing that we do is we talk to businesses and business leaders, small businesses, businesses large companies, across sectors, because data looks backward. And so yeah. it tells us what happened. Sure. We're really interested in knowing what's about to happen. Sure. And getting that grassroots feel from talking to businesses, understanding what their pain points are, hopefully makes us able to make better decisions uh, going forward.
2: You know, it's interesting you put it that way. I mean, in a sense, you're, you're charged with a really, really uh, difficult and complex obligation of being the rudder for the economy, aren't you? If you're forward looking, as you mentioned
1: yeah and, and you know we, we do balance that with the fact that uh, really what makes the economy tick are the millions and millions of businesses that are out there, small businesses, you know, large companies, the you know civic organizations, the governmental sectors, all of that makes the economy work, but at some level, uh, we do need a, a driver to make sure that there's some level of stability. Sure. Um, the reality when you have a capitalist system is you have business cycles. And, you know, things go up and things go down. So the economy is not always doing great. Uh, but what you don't want, and, and that's fine. That's part of the business cycle. What you don't want, and the reason that the Fed was created, you know, uh, over 100 years ago to begin with, was we don't want the financial instability where things can uh, go down so far that it really jeopardizes the economic system. And that's really what the, the, the Fed is. And I think you're you're using the term rudder is a really good analogy. It's, it's really to maintain some level of stability as we are taking this journey.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. So that we're going to try and avoid the, the, the massive and dangerous spikes in economic uh, movement, right? Rather than, uh, uh, well, what we're going to do is try and flatten that out rather than allow those spikes to occur, I guess.
0: Yeah, and, right. and there's so many moving pieces to this. I don't know exactly how all this fits in, uh, but like we had mentioned a little bit, just uh, with the introduction of cryptocurrency and sure. uh, how does that fit into the mix or does it with what you do every day? Tell us you know, your thoughts on that.
1: So cryptocurrency, uh, right now the Fed does not have cryptocurrency. That's unique um, in that the, the nature of cryptocurrency is it's, it's digital assets. Right. But it uses crypto technology, but the real big distinguishing factor is it is unregulated and decentralized, sure. so the whole value of cryptocurrency is there is no central authority um which it, which makes it difficult for somebody like the Federal Reserve Bank, which is a centralized bank right. uh, to be able to administer um but the the idea behind crypto though is digital assets you know what if you had Uh, digital currency that did not have any paper form. So there was no such thing as, I can convert it to cash by going to an ATM. Um, So I think the idea of digital currency is something that the Fed is looking at and that probably is gonna be in our future Crypto is a little bit different. That's on one end of the spectrum because it is not centrally managed. There are a lot of risks that are associated with it. And we've seen some of those risks bear out, you know, in terms of security uh, as well as, so if there is a, a security issue, who do you go to to, you know, recoup your money? Sure. Um, there is not that uh, fail safe that's, uh, that's built in. So that makes it problematic for a reserve bank and for the central banking system whose primary responsibility is economic stability to to entertain.
2: Well, and even back to the the point we mentioned before we talked about cryptocurrency, right, that people have a tendency, if they're not very familiar with it, to think that Bitcoin is the only one.
1: Bitcoin is one of many,
2: and Bitcoin itself is really the story of the spikes that we're talking about, that the Fed attempts to control within the economic uh, system generally, right? I mean, it goes up to 69,000, it's down to 20-some thousand, you know, and meanwhile, so many of these other, other cryptocurrencies are at a mere fraction of a penny per share.
1: No, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, there are hundreds, if not thousands of different, uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, that are out there. Um, it is all unregulated. Um, again, there's some thought that crypto provides, uh, through blockchain technology, some level of security, but I think some of that has come into question as well. Sure. Um, it's not to say that there isn't, that there isn't value in cryptocurrency in, in a lot of ways. No, I'll tell you one of the things that I think there's some real attractiveness this idea of having some type of digital currency, um, again, assuming that you protect privacy and you have a secure way of administering it, is really having a system of payment that is recognized and easy to use in real time throughout the world. Sure. Um, you know, if, if you have friends or family that live in other countries, the idea of being able to get money from the U.S. to Norway or to India it is very time consuming. It's laborious. You're dealing with different currencies. It's hard to do. Something like digital currency uh, it can, can really facilitate that process and can sort of provide one single recognizable uh, currency uh, globally.
2: Yeah, it's interesting yep. because I can see that benefit to it, and then I can just, see plenty of people who have their jars full of cash under their bed, uh, scared to death at what you just suggested. By the way, we're on the air right now with Anup Mishra uh, with the Federal Reserve Bank, uh, specifically right that the Atlanta uh, the Atlanta branch, um, and uh, just having a fascinating uh, discussion right now with Anup. We're so thankful that he's on this show, and you are listening to True It yeah. News Radio, and
0: who also shockingly had a had a remarkable uh headshot he sent me. Uh, it was better than anything I've done. So uh, way to go noob. Yeah. <laughs> But, hey, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, from my standpoint, we deal with a lot of construction firms, you know, on surety bonding and stuff like that. And we've talked about it a lot on this show. Like, uh, everybody is kind of apprehensive about the economy. But from, like, the construction side, there's still contracts and work coming in like crazy right now. They all have a lot, but everybody's, you know, kind of worried about what's going to happen in the future, even though, the I guess, the... Results today are, are still real positive. I mean, how do you, how do you, is there, I, there's no way, no crystal ball to look. Y'all are probably the closest thing to it, but I mean, is there a timeline or, or, or how far out, I guess I say, do y'all sort of look, if that makes yeah. sense?
1: No, it makes perfect sense. And, and Tony, what's really, I, I think, interesting about your question is. It really gets to uh, a dynamic that we're seeing in the economy. And that is there seems to be a gap between how people think about the economy and actual performance in yeah. the economy. Um, and what we're seeing is if you turn on the news and you read about 10,000 layoffs here, 12,000 here, um, and you hear the term recession over and over again, um, you tend to think that we're already in some, you know, really economic downturns. And the reality is, is that the economy is holding up. Pretty surprisingly well, and I think when we talk to businesses, uh, the economy, the consumers holding up well doesn't mean that there isn't some softness that we're seeing and that might come up. You know, with something like construction, there are certain sectors that uh, tend to be a little bit lagging because with construction projects, you typically have these defined in advance, sure. so you have a pipeline of work. And so you know that for the next six months or nine months, you're going to be executing on that pipeline. So it may not be until early 2024 when you start to see a little bit more softness or less willingness to uh, to build. But so far in the economy, while there are some you know signs that, that the consumer is a bit more stressed and that businesses are pulling back a little bit, um, the economy is still performing uh, pretty well today.
2: Yeah, and I think that's isn't that based on your kind of analysis of the GDP, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we look at we look at GDP, and um, what's surprising is if you look back to the first two quarters of 2022, when we had negative GDP growth, and then you look at the last couple of quarters of 2022, we ended up you know doing really well. I mean, it was. Um, You know, pretty resilient growth. Uh, So that kind of indicates we've had some momentum kind of coming in into 2023. Um, Like I said, I think when we look a little bit further out into 2023, I think businesses and consumers are all thinking, hey, you know, we have inflation. Um, We think that there's going to be a bit more of a downturn. We're probably not going to spend as much money. You know, rates are a little bit higher. Let's take a step back. So I don't think anybody has a question that we're going to see a bit more of an economic slowdown, but I think there's still a long ways from saying that we're going to enter any type of you know serious recession.
2: Got gotcha, you.
0: Yeah. Well, Anup, man, we could keep talking for a long time on for this because sure. uh, it really is interesting. But uh, we got to have to wrap up. Is there any like I, I don't know, good tip or piece of advice <laughs> as a parting shot you have? <laughs> well. You know,
1: I, I think the, the, the main thing that, that I tell folks when you're kind of looking at the you know, economy as a whole and you're kind of looking at where you are in the economy is always take the long view. And I think this is, uh, you know, I, I've kind of used this when I sort of think about investing and, and everything else is the economy operates in cycles. Things will kind of come and go. Uh, the most important thing when we sort of think about where the economy is going, the decisions we want to make is we want to make sure that we're setting up the economy to succeed in the longer term. And and I think personally, that's kind of how I look at, uh, you know, my financial picture. I've, I'm thinking longer term in terms of, you know, where things are going. And I would encourage others to do that as well.
0: Okay. Well, man, sounds great. Thanks so much for getting up early and joining
1: yeah, us today. Absolutely. We really
2: appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, for hey, sure. Thank you. It.
1: Thanks for having me. All right. Great absolutely.
2: talking to you, Anoop. Yeah, that was Anoop okay. Mishra with the Atlanta branch of the Federal Reserve Bank.